Welcome to the Family Bible Journey. With millions of other podcasts out there you could be listening to right now, thank you so much for listening and joining us as we journal through the Bible. This is episode 37, season 1 of the Family Bible Journey Old Testament podcast. Today we're looking at Genesis chapter 45. The title of today's podcast is True Redemption Story. And so Joseph is completely overcome with emotion with the realization of his brother's changed character. And he asks everyone in the room who is not in his family to leave. And in this chapter, he reveals himself to his brothers, breaking down, weeping aloud, and weeping so loudly that not only did everyone in his house hear it, but we are told everyone in Pharaoh's house heard it. In verse 3, Joseph says, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed at his presence. Oh, the emotions that must have been going through the heads of his brothers. I don't think they even believed what this man was telling them. I don't think that they could have possibly believed what this man was telling them. But how could he be telling them things about their brother who had been sold into slavery unless he was their brother? And they were completely aghast. They had nothing they could do, nothing they could say. They were completely at the mercy of the man that they had sold into slavery and lied to his father, telling him that he had been killed by a wild animal. But Joseph is not going to allow the past to get in the way of this wonderful family reunion. He continues, come near to me, please. And as they come near, He tells them again that he was Joseph, and he told them about the story of being sold. And I love verses 5 to 7 in our text. It says, Do not be dismayed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are yet five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. Now, for those of you who are journaling with me through the Bible, this is a wonderful place for you to really personalize and tell a story from your life. In just a couple of sentences, maybe, or a short paragraph. I don't know, depending on if you're using a a journaling Bible where you've got a little extra room, maybe you can say a little bit more. Think of times in your life where things happened that were clearly not what you had wanted or anticipated, but God somehow turned them into good. It doesn't mean that the thing itself was good. It doesn't mean that that time wasn't necessarily a happy time in your life. This is one of the wonderful places to really join Joseph and sharing with either yourself as a memory or with a loved one that you want to give this Bible to when you're done, a period of your life that was difficult, but God turned it into good. Because life is full of those sorts of events, those sorts of episodes. And we learn a lot more from our failures than we do from our successes. And it is a great way to really kind of humble yourself and to just be real with the person that you're doing this Bible for. You know, we don't know what life is going to throw at the people that we are journaling through the Bible for, but we do know that whatever it is, that God is going to be there for them and that God intends it for their good, even if what happens isn't good. We've already seen in the pages of Genesis how God has been able to take some really, really terrible things and use them to accomplish his purpose. Doesn't excuse it, 
doesn't make it right, especially when people are doing sinful things that God is able to use. God is able to accomplish his will for his people despite our best efforts to the contrary. And this is a wonderful place for us to join Joseph in praising God and thanking God and giving God all the credit because Joseph, as great as he was and as wonderful as he was and as a wonderful leader as he was, it wasn't his reason, it wasn't his strength, it wasn't his wisdom that got him elevated to where he was. No, it truly was a gift that God had given them that was going to now become the salvation and the redemption of his family. As Christians, we believe in the God of redemption. We believe a God who spoke light into darkness at the beginning to begin this form of existence that we all know, a God who takes bad things and brings good about through them, a God who used the death of his own son, Jesus, the very author of life, to give the gift of everlasting life to humanity who has fallen and riddled with sin and death. This family in this story gets to experience a variety of forms of resurrection. The brother who had long been thought either sold into slavery or probably even dead, and definitely for sure thought of dead by his father, is there in front of them. This family relationship that was completely shattered by the cruel treatment of the youngest brother has now been restored. And not only restored, but Joseph is going to honor his family. And the honor that Pharaoh has shown to Joseph is going to be transferred to his family. We could put little red Kairos all the way through this passage because in many ways here, Joseph stands up, Joseph stands in, Joseph forgives, Joseph blesses simply for the sake of the love that he has for his father and for his brothers, even though they don't deserve it. And so this whole chapter, this redemption story, this true redemption story is very inspiring for us. And it's one of the brightest chapters in all of Genesis. And this chapter and this resurrection and this redemption and this reunion is going to then set the stage for Israel moving down into Egypt, which is going to become home for that nation of people for 400 years. It pleases Pharaoh that Joseph's brothers have come back from the land of Canaan. And so he summons them and he sends them back home and encourages them to bring the old man, to bring the old man Jacob, the old man Israel, down to Egypt. Pharaoh wants to meet the father of this guy who was the salvation of Egypt as well. Not only is Joseph providing salvation for his own family, but the entire nation of Egypt is being saved, and Pharaoh himself is being tremendously blessed and tremendously enriched through the service of Joseph. And so it makes perfect sense that Pharaoh wants Joseph's family to come and to settle, and he has big plans for them in Egypt. And so the brothers, they take tremendous possessions back with them and carts to carry their families and Pharaoh says, bring your wives, bring your children, bring your households. Don't worry about your stuff. No, you're going to get the absolute best of everything here in Egypt. But go bring the old man and come down and live with us here, and we will give you the very best part of the land. And that is exactly what happened. The brothers return to Canaan, and they tell Jacob, Joseph is alive, and he can't believe it. For decades, he had been convinced that his youngest son was dead. And I wonder if it is in this moment that the brothers come clean about what had happened to Joseph and what they had done to Joseph, or if that happens later in the story. But nonetheless, Jacob, who had lived an incredibly long life, an incredibly difficult life, born in conflict with his older brother, living in conflict with many around him from his father-in-law, experiencing conflict with his own 
within his own children and his own family and being betrayed by them, he revives, he gains his strength, and he says, I will go down and see Joseph. And so the whole family here at the end of the chapter is going down. And Israel, who had long mourned the loss of his precious Rachel and his beloved Joseph, goes down to see the son who he long thought was dead. This is another one of those opportunities where I'm not sure that we can really appreciate the depth of the emotion and the full reality of what was playing out in the mind and in the heart of Israel. This old man, this brittle, old, battered man who had argued and fought and wrestled with everyone throughout his life is now being brought to the son that he thought he had lost and being brought to him in peace. The joy that filled his heart, the apprehension maybe, at seeing Joseph, not knowing him as he was just a boy when he was taken away from him. All of these things playing out in the heart and the life of Joseph. And it's reassuring for us as Christians. All of these things playing out in the life and the heart of Israel and reassuring for those of us who deal with our own uncertainties, our own insecurities, even and especially when it comes to people that we love the most, that we are closest to, that hurt us the most. Israel knew all of those things, and God was with him through all of those seasons of life. Wonderful seasons of prosperity and fruitfulness, difficult times such as famine and brokenness, and now he is coming full circle, and he is being reunited with the son he long thought was dead, who has now become the salvation of him and his family and everyone in that part of the world is Egypt is going to be used by God to preserve humanity in that area because of the genius and because of the good stewardship of Joseph being in the position that he is and serving faithfully in all that he had been called to do. And so on this wonderful note of redemption and restoration, this true resurrection and redemption story, we conclude today with our blessing. We appreciate your prayers for our podcast. Please pray that God would bless us with his Holy Spirit, with listeners, and the resources to do the work he has put on our hearts to do for you and everyone else who may be listening. Our blessing for today. You never know how God will answer your prayers, so pray boldly. Amen.